Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. I'm really excited for this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I'm sitting down with Sean Q, and Sean and I have had the opportunity to get to know each other online. Even though he's right up the road in Colorado Springs, I'm in Denver. I guess I'm up the road and he's down in Colorado Springs. But I love speaking with another Colorado entrepreneur and finding ways that we can not only do business together, but network together, collaborate together. And we've had the opportunity to meet in real life a couple times, but it's never been here in Colorado. It's been through the computer screen, but also over in San Diego. We've met at Social Media Marketing World a couple times now. We both were there just uh, recently for Social Media Marketing World 23. So it's always great getting together with you in real life. And you are just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to sales. This was definitely something for me as a business owner that always kind of felt a little uncomfortable. I felt bad asking people for their money. I felt bad asking them, you know, to do business with me. Like, okay, well, I know you're really excited to work with me, but you actually have to pay me. Like, I don't work for free. And Sean is a keynote speaker. He's an author. He's an elite abundance coach and a seven-figure launch strategist. He recently spoke at Social Profit Lab, which is the online event that I put together. And he has an amazing event coming up next week, March 21st through 23rd. And Sean, you really just specialize in helping people live the life of abundance. When I first heard that phrase, I was always kind of like, what do you mean abundance? Explain that to the audience here as we get started, because as entrepreneurs, I feel like I'm not alone with the feeling that I had of, man, I, I actually do have to charge you money to, in order to work with me. So Really excited for today's conversation, Sean. Thank you so much for being a part of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here with you. And I love that it's the Rocky Mountain podcast because I'm in Colorado. And I we moved to Colorado Springs from San Diego, actually, from Southern California. And so, it, so Social Media Marketing World felt like yeah. home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like amazing. And so it's it's so funny that you know, we're able to connect in this way, which is really amazing. So what I mean when I, when I say I believe every single person on the face of the planet deserves to live a life of abundance is a couple of different things. Number one, re- we, we have to absolutely recognize that we live in the most abundant era of our species existence on this planet. We typically don't know that, though, because oftentimes the news is so focused on all the things that are going wrong in the world. And, you know, it's a very typical, I mean, you might know this being a radio journalist is like, if it bleeds, it reads, right? If, if it's bad, let's show it to the masses. So what happens is we get conditioned to believe the world is on fire all the time. Here's a couple of really interesting pieces of data, though, that like shifted my perspective wildly. And helped me understand that abundance is actually a reality. 
Number one, life expectancy is up from a world average of less than 30 years in the mid-18th century to over 70 years today. So we're living longer. Hunger and famine were a normal part of life for eighty uh, for 98% for human society. The only people who had enough calories per day were like royalty, the aristocrats. And now on average, we have over 2,500 calories accessible to us per day. Say like so in a certain meal. <laughs> right? We're <laughs> living in one meal. <laughs> so we're right. living longer. We're eating more. You know, deaths of from virtually all kinds of accidents have drastically fallen, whether it's battles and genocide, violent crime, all of it has been reduced over the last 200 years. Work has been reduced. Now, I know as entrepreneurs, we uh, this may not <laughs> feel true for the average human, though. Uh, work used to be in the 18th century, 60 hours per week, and now it's around 40 hours per week. Democracy and freedom. Two-thirds of the world's population now lives in a free, relatively free society versus 1% in the 1800s. And so we're freer, we live longer, we eat more food, we have access to more knowledge around the world. Children are going to school longer, literacy is on the rise, women are closing the education gap. Somebody say, thank, thank goodness, as more cultures decide to educate their girls. And so we have an abundance of access to so much, and we live in a reality of abundance. I mean, a, a couple of really fun things. A hundred years ago, there was no indoor plumbing. I mean, if you go and read some of the journals of some of the philosophers or historians or politicians even, one of the things you'll, you'll hear over and over again is how smelly the world was. And one of the reasons that it's no longer smelly is we understand odor and we have things literally in a spray bottle that can reduce odor. <laughs> We have fidget spinners. Like, let's just think about fidget spinners for a second. We have people who are neurodivergent, who have a hard time focusing and a hard time controlling their, their mind and where their attention goes. And now they have an immediate mitigation or reduction of that deficit in their attention simply by a fidget spinner. So we have so much more knowledge. Literally, if I wanted to send a message to Europe 200 years ago, I would write a letter if I were literate enough and I had schooling enough. I would write a letter, give it to a carrier, that carrier would take it on a boat, that boat would take it to another carrier, and likely that carrier would take it to another carrier and then deliver it to us. That's about a three-month journey. And then if I wanted a response, that person would have to write, give it to a carrier who gave it to a carrier who gave it to a boat who gave it to me. And now that's two text messages in six months, essentially. And so what's pretty incredible is I could literally just this last week, I was speaking virtually in China over my computer. So we have an abundance of communication, resource, access, and yet our brain still struggles with scarcity, still struggles with lack, still struggles with poverty. And so I went on a mission to discover why. Why, if all those things are true, why do we still struggle with asking for money when we're providing so much value? Why do we struggle with accepting wealth into our life when Wealth allows us opportunity we didn't have before. And what I uncovered was a couple of different things. Our brain literally focuses on self-sabotaging. Oh. It is designed to hold us back because it's not comfortable with abundance. It's not comfortable with wealth. And it's actually addicted to stress, overwhelm, survival, because that's how it was created. That's how that's the brain we've been given. Its primary goal is to keep us alive, not to allow us to thrive. And so what happens is we have these outdated beliefs. We have these subconscious patterns. We have these hormonal addictions. I mean, let me tell you, as an entrepreneur, 
we can be addicted to cortisol, right? We can be so addicted to stress. And what happens is when we don't experience stress, we self-sabotage and put ourselves in other stressful situations. Have you ever been in a place where like, okay, this is the last week. I'm going to overbook myself. I'm going to go home at five. And then next week it happens again. Yes. <laughs> and then it happens again. <laughs> and so Katie, what happens is because our brain craves that stress, that overwhelm, that survivalism. And so we have to reprogram our brain to welcome and see through the lens of abundance because it's already conditioned to feel really familiar and comfortable with stress overwhelm. And familiarity is something our brain craves. I mean, in an incredibly tragic situation, somebody who's getting abused will go back again and again because it's familiar to them. And familiarity is way better than anything new. So if you are like, I really want to step into abundance. I really want to make a lot of money in my business. I really want freedom of time in my business. It's not so much just creating the conditions externally or the circumstances where that's going to be a reality. It's also internal. It's retraining this thing right between our ears to welcome it and not sabotage ourselves. And Sean, you, you had to go through this yourself because you've been a coach for a while. And I remember, you know, you and I had a discussion and, and you were like, yeah, I mean, I was, I was coaching people. I loved what I was doing. And, you know, I, I was, I was afraid to, to, to take, to, to charge people to take that next step with my business. Would you just share your story on how you realize that, Hey, I'm, I'm inhibiting myself from success. I'm my biggest hurdle because as entrepreneurs, I think that so many times, like you were just saying, like our brains are wired to, to, to have that sort of struggle in our lives. So, so just share your story with us. Yeah. You know, growing up in Southern California, I actually grew up in San Bernardino, which is one of the most impoverished parts of Southern California. It was the very first city in all of U.S. history to declare bankruptcy. It was, I believe, in 2021 or 2020, maybe. It was declared the number one most dangerous city in the U.S., and so growing up, I was more accustomed to boarded up stores and not grand openings um, signs. I was more accustomed to walking to the park and seeing heroin needles on the floor and people doing drugs and people getting abused. I mean, it had an incredibly high unwanted teen pregnancy, high school dropout rate, um, mental health challenges, drug abuse, alcoholism, divorce rates. I mean, there were just so many problems with this city. And it's now on the rise. We are actively working with organizations in that city to help improve the conditions of that city. But I didn't grow up with anything <laughs> of anything. My room for most of my childhood was a, and teen years, was a literal closet. And so I was not accustomed to abundance. I was not accustomed to wealth. What was familiar to me was poverty. It was lack. And so I had a job. And I remember I absolutely hated my job. Let me just be real. I hate the fact that I have to do this job, but I have to do it because I got to pay the bills and it was barely paying minimum wage. And then I remember going, I think I was listening to a podcast or maybe watching a video on YouTube and I saw someone coach like in, in like live, they were coaching someone and I, it was almost as if I had discovered the thing that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. It was the reason I was born. And so I discovered that coaching and I said, that's what I want to do. So I dived in. I read every single book on coaching. I watched every single program. I took every single course I could. Um, I could afford at that time. 
I did literally everything to become really good at coaching. And then I started coaching. I loved every minute of it. I coached everybody. I coached my 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 brothers who were like 10 years younger than me. They were like eight, nine years old um, at the time. I coached my friends. I coached my coworkers. I even tried to coach my boss. That did not go well, by the way. <laughs> and I was coaching. And then I discovered, oh, at the end of my coaching sessions, people would say, Sean, um, how much do you charge for this? And I would stammer. I would stutter. I would get paralyzed by the fear of, oh my gosh, you want to give me money for this? Because growing up, I had these internal beliefs that people who had wealth were evil. They were greedy. They were bad. They only cared about themselves. They were selfish. And I definitely didn't want to be those things. And so I thought, oh, you want to pay me for this? Well, no, it's okay. And then I remember I I actually, my strategy was, I want to coach 300 people this year, somebody almost every single day. So I started a Facebook group and I offered every single person free two-hour coaching sessions just because I loved coaching. And so I coached them for two hours. At the end, they'd be like, okay, how much do you charge? I want to keep doing this. And I'd say, I'll email you a proposal. And I would never email them a proposal because I was so scared about the money. And eventually I said, okay, Sean, no matter what, I have to ask for money at the end of this call. So I took the call, I coached them. And I remember shaking in my boots. And this was actually at my job um, in a closet because I was so scared to get caught by my boss. I was coaching like during office hours. And they said, okay, how much do you charge? And I said, $10 um, a month. And I was supposed to say $200 a month, which is still crazy low. But I was so scared of 200. So I said 10. And she chuckled. She's like, oh, Sean, okay, I'll pay that. Let's do three months. She paid in full, my first pay in full client at $30. <laughs> and then um, I coached her and I realized, oh, I'm coaching you. And by the end of our three months, you made over $100,000 because of the specific things I coached you on. And you paid me $30 for this. There's a little bit of a mismatch. And then I went to go get gas in California. And let me tell you, 30 bucks is barely a quarter tank. So I was like, I got to figure this out. And that's where I went on a mission to uncover what are all the beliefs that I had that I can really begin to transform into beliefs that would serve me and help me. And so that's where I uncovered money doesn't change you. Money reveals you. So if you are generous, guess what? When you have more money, you're going to be more generous. If you're kind, guess what? With more money, you're just it's just going to expand the character traits you've already developed. So if you're worried money's going to change you, it doesn't. It just reveals you, which is awesome. I also uncovered that money isn't evil. It's a tool. Uh, money doesn't provide happiness, but it does provide opportunity for happiness. I always heard money doesn't grow on trees, but I didn't know where it did grow from. Where does it come from? And then I discovered, oh, money grows from value. So if I add value to the marketplace, then I could expect a return on that value. And so I started focusing on value. And so there was this whole journey I went on. And what was really powerful is as I went through each lesson and uncovering my beliefs, I uncovered seven seven different laws of abundance that we now teach our clients that really helped me tap into wealth, abundance, freedom, you know, freedom of time, as well as 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 a resource, um, and abundance of, of love and hope and connection and belonging and community. I mean, the things that really make life meaningful. And actually that perfect segue. Thank you, Sean. Are you ready to feel expansive, be bold, and live more abundantly as an elite master coach? The Abundance Now Summit is a three-day global event hosted by elite and master coaches from around the world. 
With inspiring talks, panels, workshops, and more, this summit will equip you with the tools you need to turbocharge your business. On day one, you'll discover science and psychology behind the abundant living so that you can know what's going on in your brain, mind, and body when you choose to level up. On day two, you'll learn powerful and new coaching techniques you can use to create abundant breakthroughs in your clients' lives. And finally, on day three, you'll apply practical strategies that will help you land clients, get visible, and build your seven-figure coaching practice. Register now at AbundanceNowSummit.com. Now, let's get back to today's episode. I wanted to touch on the seven laws of abundance. You and I have, again, had the opportunity to talk about. You said there too about us getting in our own way. And I know that for me, especially in a world of social media, it is hard not to have comparisonitis. You know, looking at what other people are doing and being like, oh, why don't, why can't I have that? Why am I, what am I doing wrong? You know, so they, they launched and they had, this is their first launch and they had made over a million dollars in sales. Like what? I've done like 20 of these and, I, and it, I made like $10 in sales. You know, like what am I doing wrong? And then we can get down on ourselves. We feel like we're just imposters. We don't, we don't belong. And I, I definitely feel like a lot of it, a lot of what you're going to talk about here with your seven laws of abundance definitely pertains to that way of negative thinking. And again, us as entrepreneurs continuing to get in our own way. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is uh, law number four, which I'll talk about in a second, really covers comparison and seeing other people. And what we intend to do is we internalize the failure rather than focus on the process. And so I'll talk about that in a second. The seven laws, what's really powerful. So if you're listening to this, like, hold your thought. Okay, law number four. The seven laws, if you apply one of them, I almost guarantee that you will begin to experience more opportunity in your life. You want more clients? Implement one of these laws. You want more publicity? You want more visibility in your business? You want um, greater connection with your spouse? You want a greater relationship with your, fr- uh, with your friends or your kids? I mean, implement one of these laws because it will help you to tap into that. So here are the laws. The first law is you have what you're willing to ask for. How many times do we stop ourselves from asking for something out of fear of rejection? Let's take it in business. You know, I have a lot of coaches who come to me and say, Sean, I haven't landed a client in a month or two or three or a year. And I say, okay, great. Let's take a look at the last 30 days. How many people have you talked to? And how many people have you asked to be a client? And they're like, well, I posted on on Facebook. Cool. Posting on Facebook's fun. Um, I went live. Great. Posting, uh, you know, going live is great. I did my podcast. Awesome. Podcasts are amazing, especially this one. You should totally subscribe if you're not subscribed. (laughs) And they're amazing. But how many people have you directly asked and said, I can help you. I want to work with you. Here's what it looks like. Would you be a client? And most of the time, the answer is none Uh, or maybe once. And they're expecting to fill their program of, say, 12 people, but they've only talked to one person. And so you have what you're willing to ask for. There's two exercises I typically go through with clients in this law is identify what you really, really, really want, not how you're going to get it. And what happens is most of the time people say, well, that's too expensive. I don't really want that, but you really do. And you just don't know how you're going to make it happen. 
or you begin to diminish your what, your desire, because, oh, well, what will people think of me? Just write everything you want down, everything. So something I have on my what I really, 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 really want list is I want to work three and a half days out of the week. And I remember when I wrote that, I wrote also, you know, what's coming up for me is I think my clients would be mad at me if I do this, right? My, oh, I'll only be accessible for three days out of the week. And so what happens is we begin to, dem- well, okay, four, four days, I'll, I'll say four days. Oh no, okay, I'll just work five days, but I'll take a morning off here and there. And we begin to really diminish what we really want. So just write everything you want, really want down. And then ask yourself, how often are you going to ask for it? How often have you asked for it? So something on our list is I want a beach house in San Diego. That's our dream home. We're currently I'm in the process of blueprinting it. And part of it's a studio. And it's like, it's just amazing. And what's really amazing is I started asking around, who has ever built a dream home in San Diego? We need to talk. Who, who does, designs dream homes? We need to talk. Who does real estate in, in, in San Diego? We need to talk. And I started asking and asking and asking. And what happens is you begin to discover all of the people who are ready to help you. So the law number one is you have what you're willing to ask for. You want something, start asking more for it. Law number two is you always have something to give. And I always share a poem that I heard once from, uh, I think it was a Buddhist monk who said, if you want to receive love, you may not receive it. But if you want to give love, who can stop you? If you want to receive kindness, you may not receive it. But if you want to give kindness, who can stop you? And it reminded me that we always have something to give. So take a moment and just ask yourself, write down all the things you can give. Sometimes it's just a piece of encouragement. There's a crumble cookie about 25 minutes away from me, and I love crumble cookie. And so we go every two weeks, maybe, um, unless they're really good, then we'll go maybe once a week. But we'll go. I'll take that trip. It's 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back. So it's an hour long. And typically what I do when I make that trip is I call someone randomly on my contact list. And I'll just say, hey, you know, I was thinking about you, Katie. And you have been doing this podcast stuff for so long, and I just want you to know how inspired I am by it. Please do not give up. Keep going. There's such a power in your voice and in your message. How's everything going? And I always have that encouragement to give. You always have something to give. So focus on giving. And what happens is you really tap into reciprocity. So guess what they want to do? They will give back. And so you you tend to, to receive the more you give. Law number three is emotions are shapeable energy. I won't spend too much time on this, but it's essentially recognizing that you can control how uh, you do have input in how you're feeling. And so if you are feeling down um, or if you are feeling discouraged, it starts to begin to shift your thoughts because your thoughts create hormones, which create emotions and sensations. And so if you think a positive thought, you actually start creating serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, those happy chemicals. If you think a negative thought, it typically creates adrenaline or cortisol. So tap in and kind of do a a brain hack and say, okay, today I'm going to create some oxytocin. I'm going to smile. I'm going to look at some babies laughing. I'm going to look at some puppies jumping. And I'm going to create that oxytocin. Okay, law number four. Oh, go ahead. Before you get to number four, I want to say really fast here. I'll let you get a drink of water because, you know, I know for me, there's times where and I don't know, I've, I've actually like done a lot of journaling on this because when I started my business, it was from my couch. You know, I was, 
my pregnant, my, my other daughter was, you know, three years old. And I was like, yeah, I'll just start this while, you know, she takes her naps. I'll, you know, do it at night after she goes to bed. And so I got into this habit of always being busy, like, okay, well now, now's my chance to work. I have to get as much as I can done. Now that my daughters are five and eight, I find that I still get into this. All right. Well, I have the time now. I have to be working. I have to get my stuff done now. And it ends up making me so busy. I'm getting a lot done, but it ends up making me so busy that soon I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm coming or going or, or which way is up. And then it, it causes my body to just shut down and get discouraged and all these things. Oh, I'm working so hard, but things aren't moving as fast as, as fast as I am. And so I think that I love that law three of when you get down on yourself, it can definitely just end up being an entire snowball effect of the rest of not just your business, but of your life. Yeah. And I think what is so important, one of the things we talk about is boundaries. And if, uh, so when we talk about abundance, if you are sacrificing, then you are not living in abundance. And what happens with sacrifice is it means I have to kill something in order for something to live. But when you really tap into abundance, it's a yes and lifestyle. It's I can build a life and a business that both align to what I really want. So that goes back to law number one is what do you really, really want? You really want to spend more time with your kids. You really want to spend more time at home. You really want to spend more time traveling. Well, what if you could build a business where you only work three days a week and the rest of the time was with family and friends and traveling and doing all the things you love? It's being able to take control over your calendar instead of your calendar overtaking you. I know I've created weeks where it's like, I hate my calendar right now. I hate what's on my calendar and I hate everything that's happening um, because of what's on my calendar. And now what we have is I have on my calendar every Friday I take off. Every Monday I get off at two. So I work um, half day Mondays and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't take any calls before 10 a.m. my time. And so during that time, where I've set those boundaries, I have it where it's like a day off on my calendar. So nobody can actually book time there. And I have it titled as the answer is absolutely no. Somebody wants to book time with me there. The answer is no. Somebody wants to let's set up a meeting. I want to become your client. Great. Let's do it on Monday. The answer is no for a Friday or, or earlier than 10. And what's really amazing is as you make that decision and set that boundary, the world begins to shift to that boundary your success begins to shift to that boundary. So that's, that's kind of a lot of the laws that we're talking about here. But once you make a decision and you say, this is the life I'm going to build, things begin to come alongside that. And you'll begin to see through that lens. And I think that with as we're looking at others on social media, we're only seeing their highlight reel. I mean, nobody wants to share about the failed launches or like, yeah, I went ahead and I went live in the Facebook group and no one even showed up, not even my mom. So, (laughs) I mean, no one wants to talk about that. We only want to talk about like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. You know, look at at all the success. But it's it, it definitely you're only seeing on someone else's highlight reels. And that is something that's very important to keep in mind. Once I, and I honestly, like for me, I was looking at other people like, oh, she's doing this now or they're doing that now. And oh, maybe I should have done this instead. And I had to stop following, uh, not following, but like turn off the notifications for a lot of people 
because like it was just affecting my mental state so much of being like, why is this not working for me? And again, we're not, no, people aren't sharing things that didn't work for them. They're sharing, sharing what worked. And a lot of times you're not seeing the full picture. Like if they made a hundred thousand dollars on their lunch, they might've spent $200,000 in ads. You know, you never know the full story. A hundred percent. And I think this goes really into law number four, which is there's more than enough for all of us to win on our own terms. Mm -hmm. When I find myself comparing someone, we can easily begin to judge that and say, man, why am I comparing? What about, and instead what I recommend is welcome it, accept it, get curious about it and ask, what is this telling me about myself? And instead of comparing, I begin to shift to celebrating. Wow, look at how they did that. How can I too? Because here's the truth. This is going to sound weird, but no one's special. Right? Don't focus on the person. Focus on the process. Don't focus on the, the, the individual. Focus on the system. Because if you get a system that's working for you, then it's not really you. It's the system working and doing the work. And so... Instead of comparing, begin to identify, okay, what is this telling me about myself? What is it telling me about what I really want? And how can I celebrate and tap into their success? Um, So when I find myself comparing, I will send them a message and say, hey, I just want to celebrate you. And even though I'm feeling the comparison, I'm acting on the celebration because it'll shift how I'm feeling. Let me go through the the last three laws because we only have like five minutes. I know. Uh, So (laughs) law number five is important. (laughs) Um, law number five and I'll just share these I won't go through in detail if you want more detail just reach out and I'll share but law number five is embody then begin start with your identity a professional gardener will find a way to garden no matter where they're at whether they have a massive acres of land or whether they have a one-bedroom apartment so no matter where you're at no matter the circumstances identify first with who you are so uh, if you want to begin to swim I'm, I'm a professional swimmer So what I do is I say, okay, what would a professional swimmer do today? Would probably swim two miles. He would probably uh, get really good goggles. He'd probably like be all in on it. And so identify with embody the identity, then get to action. Law six is many hands make light the work. People want to help you. You just have to ask, which is law number one. They want to help you. They just don't know how. Um, Recently, I had somebody come to me and say, hey, Sean, something's not working. Can you help me do this? I found so much joy going in, fixing a couple of things on their page, and then leaving and like, okay, great. And now it's working for them, which is amazing. And so people want to help you. You just have to ask. Law number seven is abundance for you is abundance for all, which means abundance equals overflow. So when you have an overwhelming amount of love, that has to spill over somewhere. When you have an overwhelming amount of wealth or connections or community or belonging, that has to spill over somewhere. You just got to direct it. So where will you direct your abundance? With me, I'm directing that abundance to my daughter, to my wife, to the city of San Bernardino, where we're a part of some of the reconstruction work being done there, to organizations and nonprofits that we fully believe in, to underprivileged individuals. And so where is your abundance going to overflow? Identifying that gets you up in the morning, saying, I'm so excited to welcome abundance because it has meaning. So those are the seven laws of abundance. And as you begin to implement, my recommendation is choose a one, just one, which one resonated the most with you and begin to implement it today. And Sean, you were a part of Social Profit Lab, like I said before, and you have a summit that's kicking off very soon, March 21st through 23rd, 2023. And it's called the Abundance Now Summit. And 
just quickly talk to us about what people can learn at this at this summit. And I, it's really just a an elaboration, a three day version of what we of what you just talked about here. But just uh, talk to us a little bit about this event and why people should attend. Yeah, so we kind of um, went a little extra, and we have fifty three <laughs> speakers who are presenting. <laughs> You're like, okay. So wait, you have fifty three speakers. I had forty two, yeah. and. Mine was it's over insane. 40. It, it is insane. Like, I think that both you and I are a little, a little bit overachievers here, but 53 speakers over three days. That's just insane. So that's 53 other speakers. So technically there's 55, including myself and my, my partner. So 55 speakers in total. And what's really incredible is this is a, a, is the number one, it's quickly become the number one coaches summit online. Uh, because day one, we're going to show you how to tap into abundance for yourself and experience breakthrough. For day two, we're going to be covering how you can begin to coach your clients into abundance. So we're literally going through techniques, exercises that you can just implement immediately in your next session. And then day three is all about scalability. How do you create that six to seven figure income as a coach who powerfully wants to change the world? So join. It's absolutely free. So you can go to AbundanceNowSummit.com and you'll be able to get signed up and, and it'll be pretty amazing. It will be pretty amazing. I think that that's an understatement. It'll be very amazing. AbundanceNowSummit.com. Connect with Sean on social media. And again, Sean, thank you so much for being a guest on Rocky Mountain Marketing. This was a great conversation. Uh, If people want to connect with you further outside of the Abundance Now Summit, what's the best way for them to do that? Send me an email, Sean, S-H-A-W-N, the right way to spell my name, S-H-A-W-N, Sean at hey, like hi, hey, H-E-Y, Sean Q, the letter, dot com. Sean at hey, Sean Q, dot com. Send me an email and uh, my team or I will reach out. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being a guest on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.